Isn't this beautiful? <laughs> for those for those who are online, this is just a wall of tools, just in case you're having trouble seeing that. It's I'm gonna ask you to imagine with me what would life be like without tools? I was just thinking about this. What would life be like without tools? You know, two of the greatest tools ever are right here. God gave us a right hand, left hand. But yet, these can't fill a, a tire with air. These can't replace a leak in a plumbing line without a tool, right? Without tools, I'm gonna make a bold statement here, without tools, life would not be manageable or it would not get better. As a matter of fact, it would degrade, right? There's this man named Marshall McLuhan. He's a, he's a Canadian philosopher and a Christian. He wrote this. He said, we become what we behold. We shape our tools and thereafter our, our tools shape us. And I like that line, our tools shape us. So I, I wanna give you an idea of some tools that shape us. This tool, a simple wrench, either loosens us up, because we need it, or it tightens things down, right? Because we need it. So there's that tool. Bible talks about us being leaky vessels. <laughs> This one, uh, this one happen, helps a lot with leaky vessels. This tool, this tool takes things that are dead and prunes them. Things that suck life out of us, it trims them off so new growth can start. Well, my favorite tools I think that God has used on me more than ever is God works all the time trying to chip off my rough spots, my hard edges. This is for when we have a screw loose. <laughs> Simple tool, right? But our tools do, our, our, tools, our tools shape us. And that's what we're gonna be talking about for a while. Our tools shape us, and I wanna welcome you to a new series called Built Different. Built Different. God through Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit uses tools to shape us, to build us differently from the world. So I'm really excited to start this series. It's gonna take us through the summer, a big chunk of it. But before we start, I wanna get rid of your restless energy. Would you stand up and make sure everybody here feels welcome before we get going? So get up, greet each other. Those online, say hi to everybody in the living room for us. <laughs> All right, you social creatures. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. It's so important that we're not a group of individuals, but they are, we are a body. Amen?
and that helps us make sure we start that way. Hey, before we jump into this new series, a couple things. Um, Jack was kind of going over this worship guide. Uh, on the back, uh, if you're new here, uh, my name is Brian. I'm our lead pastor. On the back, we normally have these sermon notes all outlined, but we have people on vacation, so you get blank spots. But there's going to be, as we go into this sermon today, there's going to be about four or five notes, and there's pins on the back of every chair. Feel free to grab a pin and write these notes because it's going to outline kind of what we're talking about today. Those notes are good to capture. Uh, a couple things here on the front, this silent auction fundraiser. Jack, did you mention this? Briefly. So let me, I just want, I wanted to come behind what Jack said and shared about this. This is a, this ends at 1230, I think, officially today or noonday, but by the time you leave, it's out in the West Lobby, there's all these really cool silent auction items. And you go out there, I mean, there's some really cool stuff. And, but what I want to tell you is that you're investing in somebody being able to get to camp. And so you're making an eternal investment and you might get something out of it. So one of the core values of our church is sacrificial generosity. So we love making sure we're investing in the kingdom all the time. So, so before you leave today, take a look at those. And, but you're investing in our youth. We'd love that. Summer life groups. When you leave today also at both doors, there are these brochures that look like this. For those of you who are online with us, all this stuff is attached on Facebook Live or on our website. Our life groups start next Sunday, our summer semester. So there'll be life groups on Sunday, there's life groups on Monday, every other week. So always be, I know summers, it's a little more of a relaxed environment. A lot of these classes are more, or groups are more relaxed. Um, but just um, keep being disciples. So let me encourage you to grab these. Uh, look at what you can join next Sunday. The first ones start during the Sunday services, up to them, and then there's ones throughout the week. We would love you to plug in and grow together. Let's see. And then also, uh, yeah, that's some cool stuff there. I'll, and then we got the camps. I'm sorry, the important stuff there is youth camps uh, for, for kids and youth. Um, so please check those out and make sure we get signed up in time. All right, I want to jump into this new series together, but I, the one way I always like to do that first is ask the one who helps us the most. Would you bow your heads in prayer with me? Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you as we go into the word for you're the only one that helps us see what it says, but then you are the one who sees. You know us better than we know ourselves. So Holy Spirit, I ask that as we go into the word together that we, as always, present to you our hearts and minds that are malleable because some of this stuff can sting. Some of this stuff can show where we're stuck. Some of this stuff can show, um, but most of it shows what you desire in us, which is good. And so Holy Spirit, Yield our hearts to you as we go in the word. Make things leap off the page to us as we go forward and make sure that we're yielded enough to you that when we leave here today, all of us are changed. All of us are changed. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about these tools that, that God, that tools that, that change us, tools that, that build us different. That's the series title, Built Different. And so what are these tools? That's, that's just a way of us using a phrase that probably um, you've heard before. But what we're going to talk about over the next eight weeks, these tools are actually spiritual disciplines spiritual disciplines. We've selected eight of them we think are important to go over. There's a lot more than that. But so when I say I didn't want to use spiritual discipline because some people just shut down at that word and it's the second word. It's discipline, right? When you hear discipline in our cultural context, you know what I think when I hear the word discipline? Mom, I hope you're not watching. I hear my mom saying, just wait till your father gets home. 
Like discipline normally means correction, right? In our culture, discipline normally means correction. But when you look at the original Latin word, it means disciple. It means discipline for us is to sit at the feet of a master and be changed. Not just learn, be changed, be changed. And so spiritual disciplines are, are I just want to, so let me, let, me, let me set the foundation for this whole series. Uh, and let me, let me give you this list here that would be great. Spiritual disciplines, well, what are they? Spiritual disciplines, the first are they're for ordinary people. A lot of times we hear spiritual disciplines, we think it's for the uber spiritual or for monks in monasteries, but it's not for the common folk. And they are for the common folk. These are how God works and changes us. So they are for ordinary people. They are for every one of us. We, by the time you get done, you'll see we need these. The second thing is spiritual disciplines. This is probably one of the most important points of the whole day. So lock into this one. They place us before God. Spiritual disciplines place us at the feet of the master. And what we tend to think in spiritual disciplines, this is why we, we have trouble doing them or why we have trouble being disciplined to do them, is because it's what we do. Let me tell you, spiritual disciplines are tools and all we have to do is sit at the master's feet. He's the one that uses a tool. He's the one that transforms and shapes. We just gotta be present. That's all we gotta do. But we always think it's something I'm doing. No, 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 just rest at the master's feet. It's something he does. He uses a tool to shape us. We just have to trust him. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. These tools, these spiritual disciplines place us in a space and time before God Almighty, the master potter, the master painter, the master builder, who knows us better than we know ourselves. So understand all spiritual disciplines are are entering into a space. Third thing, and when we're in that space, spiritual disciplines are how we're built different. If we yield ourselves to God and he let him do that work, we will be built different. Different. Each tool, each spiritual discipline is designed to impact uh, an aspect about our spiritual life. All these disciplines, they are a grace. That means, you know, whenever I love that word grace, it's God's love coming towards us is what grace is. Spiritual disciplines are grace. It's God's love coming towards us. He's wanting to shape us. So all these disciplines are God-given and they're spirit-fueled. You know, when I think of all the tools in my garage, a lot of them require a 20-volt battery or gas mix. None of these do. They're fueled by the Holy Spirit and they're endless and what they can do and their energy and their power. So built different from what? So what's God trying to build us different from? Well, we all have one common issue and struggle is that we're all born into a sinful world and that sinful world has impact on every one of us. That sinful world impacts our image our spiritual image impacts us physically. It mars, it corrupts, it defaces. Sin messes and destroys our image. At God's feet, he builds us different. He restores our image to what we were supposed to be. And he takes what's broken and he, he knows our design better than anybody. He knows every 
aspect, every molecule of every person in here. And he knows what we were designed to be. He is building us different to look like his son, Jesus. That's why we carry the name Christian. And so they're for ordinary people. They place us, spiritual disciplines is placing ourselves before God where he will build us different. The last thing, it just requires a longing for God. See, we all long for something. Every day we're longing for something. And whatever we long for, that's what we chase. But what if, what if we long for God? What if we long for actually looking like his son, being created in his image? What does that look like? What if we long for actually being filled with the Holy Spirit and being built different? If we're like that, if we long for God and we long for Christ's image and we long for the Holy Spirit in us just to fill us up every day, if we long for that, we'll be at a space where he can work on us and build us different. If we don't long for that, if we long for the world, if we long for other stuff, our tools will look awesome on a wall and that's about it. So that kind of sets a foundation for the next several weeks of what we're talking about. These are different tools and they change us, but they restore the image of Christ in us. And there's so much good that I, just, I want to steal all the thunder. So let's, 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 what's interesting about these though, there's a big problem with these. There's a big problem with these and, and, and it just hit me kind of glaringly. I was in our, in our master bedroom. There is a pile of stuff on our north wall pile of stuff it's it's all this new stuff it's 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 new fixtures for our bathroom it's a new shell of the shower so i can install new shower doors it's it's new it's new towel hangers and new handles and all this. i just want to do this makeover of our bathroom but you hear the problem i have all this bathroom stuff to equip and restore the bathroom and it's sitting in the master bedroom and then I wrote this because I walk by it every day. I wrote this as like, man, it's been there for months. And then I wrote, no, it's actually been there for a year and a half. And then Kara corrected me in first service, no, it's been longer than that. <laughs> I never stop long enough. I'm distracted all the time. And so that's our next note, building, being built different. It's stifled by distraction. This is the number one reason we can't really get into these spiritual disciplines is because it's stifled by distraction. I want to share, we'll share with you, there's two books that I love on spirit. There's a lot of them. The classic one that I've always go back to is Richard Foster's Celebration Discipline. We can post these during the week so you can see them. This is a classic and he updates it every so many years. Uh, another one is John Ortberg, The Life You've Always Wanted. Uh, our leadership class goes through this book here. Um, but these, these books are, are really a great way to look at these disciplines and go deeper into them. Richard Foster said, though, on, on this point, Richard Foster, as he updated the book and is catching us up, he said, distraction is the primary spiritual problem in contemporary culture. We are perpetually distracted. 
And right now, somebody on the upper deck here in church is looking up from their smartphone saying, perpetually what? We are in a time of information and access that we are more distracted than humanity's ever been. And this is the number one reason we aren't getting built different because we never stop long enough to allow God to work. The Holy Spirit won't fill and change a moving target. So let me, it may feel like I'm hopping around a lot, but I think this is important to understand. Let me, let me define faith here, because I think there's a big point in this distraction and all this stuff. So here's this diagram about faith. This is just a kind of a uh, 30,000 foot flyover. What, what is faith? Faith starts with belief. Faith starts with, you know, here's Jesus, and he's changing my life, so I turn towards him. Uh, there's a bigger definition of repentance. But anyway, I first start to believe. I first start to believe. But in that belief of who Jesus is and, and as he draws me towards him, I begin to trust. Not only believe, but trust. Trust that what he says is true. Trust what, he, what he's doing in my life is good. And then that moves to commitment. That moves to the fact of not only do I believe and trust, I'm in this. I am a Christ follower, which means I'm actually following him because I not only believe, I trust him and I'm committed to what he can do. Here's the struggle we have in Christianity is a lot of times we believe and we never move. We never make it to trust. Trust that I can sit at his feet and let him do the work and commit to it. Disciplines are not something we do over five minutes. They're what we do over a lifetime. And, and, and this is, Forgive the, well, don't forgive the phrase. This is what a Sunday Christian is. Somebody shows up on Sunday and they have belief, but their life never moves to trust. And they're running around in circles all distracted all the time, believing what the world is offering is better. And they never sit at the master's feet to be restored in the original image. And this image they run with is tarnished and blurred and messy and painful. And so what we gotta do is get to trust. Trust that he is our maker and Christ what he did for us and the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Trust and sit at his feet. And when I'm just a Sunday Christian and I go back into the week and I go back and looking like the world, I'm not built different. I'm built like the world. And nobody's drawn to that because they're suffering in the world too and they're looking for something different. So who loves math? Math, let me, let me, let me throw an important point here. How many, how many minutes are in a day? A single day, how many? 1440. Thank you. That's awesome, Four, 1,440. Somebody guessed wrong in the first service, so I had to go back and check my notes. <laughs> 1,440 minutes a day. Today is a gift to you and I. Today is a gift that God's gives. It was not guaranteed. Every day is a gift. I have 1,440 minutes, and we know how long we're going to be sleeping, right? Except for you insomniacs. 1,440. So can I give him 20? Can I give God 20? You know, just a starting place when it comes to spiritual discipline. Can I give 20, which is 1.3% of your entire day, can I give him 20 minutes 
to begin to form in me something that will impact my entire day. 20 minutes. Let's just start with 20 minutes. And if I just give 20 minutes a day to a new discipline, something that can dramatically change me, imagine what that does over time. Let's start with just 20. I'll get back to that. I know it feels like I'm all over the board, but this all does connect. What's your favorite tool? Like, talking about real tools. What's your favorite tool? Multi-tool? Stole my thunder. Mine too? Not only just the multi-tool, but the Cabela's multi-tool. <laughs> they may say like 50 different tools in one. You can just do that. My problem is I keep losing it, so it doesn't know good when you lose it. The multi-tool, the hammer. The hammer came up in first service because what? The hammer does a lot of different things. It's a great stress relief <laughs> if you've had a hammer. What's your favorite tool? Impact, like an impact wrench. Something that almost rips your elbow off when it binds, right? With power. Yeah. Other ones? Pruning shears. There's so much spiritual meaning in that one. What was over here? Saw. Saw. So, hand saw? Compound miter saw? Table saw. Table saw. Compound miter saw. I don't know if this is totally appropriate, but you know, these thoughts pop up in my mind. Uh, years ago, um, Karen and I went down to Bushwhackers back when they used to have a comedian come in all the time. This is 1989, 89, and this comedian came in and I was crying so hard, I was laughing so hard. His name was Tim Allen before Home Improvement was, and he did this tool routine, and I can't do the, <laughs> I can't do that part of it. Vice grips, right? Vice grips. So, I want to talk about our first spiritual discipline today. I want to kind of lay the ground, but also talk about our first spiritual discipline. Um, it, is the, it is a tool that brings us the most joy because it is joy. The first spiritual discipline is celebration. This is not one most people think of as a spiritual discipline, but let me tell you, Ortberg, or not Ortberg, uh, Foster, the last one he lists in his book is Celebration. And he says, I left it for last because you need to understand it because you have to have it for all the other ones. Ortberg wrote in his, the very first chapter, he wrote, celebration is the first one I want to talk about because you need it for all the other ones. So this point, this is your third point. Celebration is the center of all disciplines. Celebration is the center of all disciplines. What that means is the reason most people walk away from spiritual disciplines is because they cannot find joy in them. You find joy as a discipline and you'll start to find it in all the 